Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming to you from the rested up uh, members of Mighty Sparrow's crew. That would be me. And uh, wow, it's been a game changer to have two full, like full night sleeps. Uh, The first one was just about 15 hours. And then last night was probably another at least eight hours uh, of straight sleep, which is fantastic. It's uh, amazing what that can do for your morale. (laughs) Uh, But Oriental, wow, what a place. It has been fantastic to be here and really, really like it. Uh, The people I have been able to sort of hang out with and, uh, you know, cocktail hour around this place is fantastic. And it's just full of stories to all these people doing the Great Loop. Uh, You know, they're on this adventure. The Great Loop, for those who don't know, I did a podcast, actually the first interview ever on this show a couple of years ago was a guy named Walt, and we talked about the Great Loop, and he had done it, and uh, I'm just running into all these people that are doing the same thing, and it essentially goes around up the East Coast, uh, you hit the Great Lakes and the Erie Canal in the summertime, go to Chicago, then you go down half of the Mississippi, then it cuts off, and then back around Florida, and there you go, 6,000 miles or so, and uh, a year of great experiences, adventures, the good, the bad, everything. Marinas, anchoring, it just sounds absolutely amazing, and... um, Everybody's just having a ball. You can tell this this group of people are doing something that they really want to do. And a lot of them have sold their homes. Um, some of them are just doing it for the second time, third time. It's crazy. It really is. Uh, it's pretty awe-inspiring. So one person in particular, well, actually two, but obviously I could only interview one, uh, but this couple and... Uh, I got to sit down with, and it's uh, Donna, who's the one I sat down with. She's just full of life, energy, enthusiasm. Um, And her husband, Chris, are on a boat going uh, all around, and they're they're headed up north. And and actually, if I end up, uh, we we might end up meeting, meeting up further along the way in a few months, which I think would be pretty cool, a little reunion. But today's show, we we talk about everything. Talk about the loop. We talk about. Oh, we actually just went off on weird tangents. It was just one of the funnest conversations I have had in a while, and it was really really great to um, just sit down and no holds barred talk about hurricanes, thunderstorms, hollow moons, uh, <laughs> pretty much everything. We sort of went off the rails on some weird theories uh, at the end, and that was actually pretty fun as well. So good times. Uh, there was probably a little bit of wind noise and background noise because, you know, we're, we're out here in the environment, so I apologize for that. But um, definitely they were, uh, I forget the, the technical term, but essentially, they would go around uh, in RVs and stuff. Uh, and they did that for years before. And they actually have a YouTube channel. Um, 
and I'll put a link in the description for for their channels and stuff so you can check them out. They they haven't updated it in a couple of years, but there's some great videos for a lot of uh you know the the population that want to hit the road either in a van or or a big full on rig and go do some I think they call it boondocking where you you just go off the grid and find a place that's cool and natural and and just stay there. But they had some adventures and uh, it's definitely worth a, a look. So I'll put their I'll put their uh, link in the description and then Donna also plugs it at the end of the the show. So uh, before we begin. As I always say, if you want to support the show like so many of you beautiful, wonderful people do, you can follow the link to the Patreon group and uh, join that. We've also got the merch, the shirts, the sweatshirts. I've been wearing one all the whole time I'm here, which is fantastic. Obviously, still got the book out there on Amazon, Sailing Into Oblivion. And then uh, if you want to contact the show, just hit up the, uh, the webpage, sailingintooblivion.com, and uh, follow the podcast link and click on contact the show thank you all for your support thank you all for listening and i'm hoping to get a whole lot more shows in and just a quick note i did talk with phil he is doing a lot better now captain phil off of sailing vessel ness and actually might be able to link up with him before i boogie on out of here we're hauling sparrow out hopefully today or tomorrow and uh, updates on that as well. So thanks for listening, and here is my conversation with Donna. All right, we are now recording. I am sitting here with Donna. Hi. On Motor Vessel... Runaway. Runaway, and we are in Oriental in North Carolina. North Carolina. Correct? Mm-hmm. And I, I, before we sort of get into talking about the loop or any of that sort of stuff... So one of the coolest things I think about the whole view boating community is mm-hmm. how sort of just welcoming and happy and ready to help out people are. You know, yesterday I come in, the winds are blowing, I'm barreling in here. I must have looked like a bit of a maniac, sunburnt. I've been out at sea. I mean, what was your thought when you first saw me? Help him, help him. <laughs> <laughs> And they all do. They all run out there and help you. you know? Oh, absolutely. You will know that. And they do that everywhere. And it's, well, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things, though. You are, you say you were born in Alabama? I was born in Montgomery, yes. All right. So, when I did the Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. the Southern hospitality was so real and so shocking to me. I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think, the sort of, where did that come from? Is there a history behind it? probably we got our butts whooped a lot <laughs> you gotta make sure you say yes ma'am no ma'am you know what i mean no it's just uh it's a frame of mind i guess and it's just been respect i don't know it's just really deep south and we've noticed it's been just like that till we got to north carolina now it's changing a little bit yeah and and i, I you know not talking bad about the northern you know, states uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff. Cause obviously I'm from Michigan, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and I spend all the time in Maine and everything, mm-hmm. but even on the Appalachian trail and that's, you know, cause normally I don't go up the coast in the boat. I go offshore. Mm-hmm. So I don't get the experience you do, but yeah, I mean, I was getting picked up for hitchhiking rides. People offer me to take me home for dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. all these things were happening. And as I got further and further north it sort of thinned out thinned out right right 
and we've noticed that, but it's still everybody's really sweet. Like you've noticed all these people that just hang out. Yeah, they're yeah. from everywhere, and and we just all get along, and it's just it's just the boating community. I think. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's there's a little bit almost of our houses have the possibility of sinking. So yeah. we're all a little bit vulnerable to that, I guess. Maybe, maybe, maybe that, that adds yeah. to it. Gives it like an underlying sort of thing yeah. of like we do all help out. I mean, obviously, if your neighbor's house was on fire. Well, before we did this, we were five years of RVing. We did full-time RVers. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, and this is gonna be a good that podcast. community's all the same way, too. Yeah. So it's just, it's just get them away from their work and get them away from all that desperate stuff they have to do. And they're just turning to different people. Everybody's so sweet. And they just all get along. I think they can relax a little. Like I think that's exactly what they're doing. Breaking out mm -hmm. of the rat race, that old yep. cliche. Yep. And, and you can see the difference in them. Yeah? Yeah. What do you like more so far, being on the boat or being in the RV? <sighs> people ask me that every day. Um, I'm loving the boat right now. I'm yeah. really loving the boat It's pretty right plush. Now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it, well, it's, it's just... And the being on the water and just so cool, but being on the RV, being in the RV and traveling around, it's cool stuff too. Yeah. So it's just land versus water. Did you and do all the United States? Except for uh, COVID kind of stopped us a little bit. Oh, but, uh, okay. Yeah, we were heading to, we were in Arizona heading to California to go up to Oregon, go to Washington, yeah. and then go on up into Alaska. We were going to spend three months in Alaska. And we were just, it was just going to be so much fun. And then, bam, you couldn't get through because Canada shut it down and everything. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it was gone. And so we didn't do it. So we had to come back this way. How many years had you actually just been traveling around before that happened? Maybe two. Two years? Yeah. And you guys were documenting it. Yes, yes. That's so cool. We had a little YouTube channel back in the day. But it, <laughs> it's really stupid, though. It's a stupid one. But... um. Well, it sharing fun. experiences. That's that's what people like on my channel. Is yeah, that, like you know, I did. I showed them, it. you know, like um, one of them was we were at Port Aransas, Texas, and we were boondocking on the beach, which is the same thing as out on anchor or in the water. Okay? Oh, okay. So you have to have your own systems of supply. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were out on the beach, so I had to take this. Y'all, look at us. Look at what we're doing, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I said, now watch us. We're going to turn around and... I got so many people telling me we were so scared of that until you showed us that it could be done. That but that's, that's a good true. point. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. People see a lot of the footage that I put out, not the disaster stuff, right? Because um, there is quite a bit of that. I find myself in those bad conditions yeah. a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, points where like I'm reefing the sail, which means making it smaller so it's a little less powered up. Yeah. And just showing people how, you know, it's easy to do and it's not a big scary thing and, and see the difference that it makes. And I'm watching a lot of sailboat stuff right now on YouTube. Yeah. And I just love how they do that. And I like the way that they do blue water. Isn't that what you call it when you get out there in the when deep you water? You call it blue water. water. And I'm scared to death of that. Okay. But we're doing the ICW. So it's. Right. And we only have to kick out into the Gulf. I'm not the Gulf, but the ocean. Two times. That's in down in Florida, right? As you. That's the Gulf of Mexico. We'll Gulf have to do that one, and then we're gonna have to do something near Jersey. There's something we have to go out. Oh, okay. Over there, and there, in the next two days, we're gonna come across something 
Alligator River, and there's this big opening there. Yeah. That they say is going to be kind of rough. Okay. So I don't know. And then while well, like the Dismal Swamp, those I've only seen a few of the um, little areas on the chart. Have but you been? No, to? I haven't been. But that is the coolest sounding swamp. I've the Dismal Swamp. Well, the reason why they call it that is because the water is so black that it makes it look like a mirror. Oh, really? And so they don't. They say the best thing to do is don't get around on any other boats and go by yourself because it's like a mirror. It's so smooth and. Everything's just a mirror image down oh, underneath. Oh, it's all you. reflecting. It's really yeah. pretty. Yeah, very reflective. So I can't wait to do that. Oh, that'll yeah. be cool. How, how? So how long? I guess we should. I should back up a little. So you are currently, you and your husband Chris, taking on the Great Loop. Great American Loop. The Great American Loop. Uh -huh. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Or tell I can me. tell you how it goes. Okay, so <laughs> like we started in Punta Gorda, Florida. Okay. Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda. It's over in the uh, Gulf Coast. Okay. And so we started there, and you got to go all the way around Florida, go all the way up till you hit New York. Yeah. Take a left, and then you go across the Hudson, and then you're going to go up into Canada. It's optional, but we're going to do that. Go up into Canada. And is that, sorry to interrupt, is that the Erie Canal? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then you go across all the Great Lakes. Yeah. Then you come back down through Chicago. And then you get on the on the river system, and then it's the Mississippi, and then it kind of veers off, and it's an, another one, Tim Tom, oh. Tennessee Tom Bigby Waterway. Yeah. And then that goes down through Mobile, Alabama. Okay. And then you come out there, go back across Fort Walton, Destin, all that on Florida, and then you will do a crossing. It's an overnight crossing um, from, like, Apalachicola, uh -huh. and then it'll go down to... Um, I don't know the name of that town in Florida, but there's a town where they have the scallops. It's not Tampa. No, not no, Tampa. It, it's north of Tampa. It's right? north of yeah. Tampa. And it'll go across there like that, and then you will come across there, and then you go back to Punta Gorda, and then you've crossed your wake is what they call it. Oh, okay. So, and that means you've made the loop. But if you look at some of these, like the burgies that are out here, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about, the flags. They're all, they're all a little bit different. Okay. If they're white, like ours, that okay. means it's our first time. Yeah. If they're gold, they are Two two times sloopers. Yeah, and if they're another color, that means they've done it a lot of oh, times. Oh, multiple! Like they yeah, just keep going. So I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, that's what I. It's pretty cool. That's a heck of a challenge. It's a bit. It takes a year to do it. Yeah, but I'm saying that maybe it might be a little longer than a year because when I get down to Mobile, I was raised in Fort Walton Beach, mm -hmm. which is right there at the Panhandle of Florida. And I want to stay there a couple you can months. Slow down a little. I want yeah. to slow down and see that first, and then go on through. Well, because yeah, I mean, thinking about it, it would be nice yet yeah, do it in a year. But you really, it's only the Great Lakes area that far north that you wouldn't want to be there in the winter. No, it's got a definite thing, like, and and it's oh the lock system. Oh, there's oh, hundreds of locks. But that aren't you some go of them that are closed until right, certain dates? Right. So what you got to do is you spring up the. Up to New York. Yeah. You've got to be in New York by the first day of summer. Okay. And then you go across the Great Lakes and all them in the summer. Yeah. And then you fall down the river system. Okay. And then you winter back in Florida. I mean, you guys get to be like tree peepers in... Yeah. What what, what states would you be in, in the fall? What states would you be going through then? I'm trying to picture my... U.S. map. I've got it right down there. Um, <laughs> it's we're gonna go through like Illinois, Miss, Illinois, Mississippi, um, 
Um, Iowa? No. no. Iowa's on the other uh, side. So, yeah. 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 Um, I think it's Chicago, Illinois, and then there's Tennessee, maybe. Yeah, the Tennessee. A little bit of Tennessee, and okay. And Alabama, I think. I don't know. That'll be so, that's Yeah, well, that's part of the adventure. You, know, and, you don't and have it will to know be an all adventure, of it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and everybody's saying, hey, we want to jump on and ride with you for a little bit. And I said, well, you got to be really flexible because we don't know where we're going to be the next day. Right, right. And I try not to do anything more than two days in advance. I just don't do it. That's it's, pretty it, good thinking. It kind of keeps the fun in it. Well, and I think one of the cool parts about the whole boating thing, and, and for me when I go out at sea, is that you are in the present moment pretty much all the time because mm -hmm. you're sort of dealing with things, Mother Nature, yes, yes. whatever's going around. Mm -hmm. So you don't spend a whole lot of time getting lost in like three weeks from now or even in like the past. I used to have a rule when I'd go out on yacht deliveries and stuff. I never wanted to sit there and rerun like my past in my head just to pass the time. Right. A lot of people do that. They'll be like, well, I, I counted every car that I ever owned and da da da. And it's like, yeah, okay, I can see if you're in prison, you might want to think about that. But <laughs> I'd rather pay attention to what's going on all no, around. No, it's me. just way too much cool stuff to do that. Oh, totally. You know, like we went through Okeechobee. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Lake Okeechobee. We went through there. It's a cutoff, it cuts through Florida. Yeah. And it comes out at Fort Pierce, kind of like. Okay, so. so, so and I'm not saying anything about your trip around, but the, the big loop goes all the way down to the Keys, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm going to answer for Donna and say, yes. Ah. She's got that lovely accent. My southern, my southern accent. Oh, wow. Okay, we got okay. the workboard here. I've got oh. the map. Uh, right. <laughs> excuse me, it's a chart. Is and it's called Great Loop Chart. And <laughs> oh, you, you nice. Get a good idea of where we're at. Like I put. Oh, you've highlighted stopped. everything. This is great. And this is the season that you have to be up through here in that season. Oh, this is so cool. And see how you go across. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. See how then you come down. Great Lakes and, section looks like it could be pretty daunting. Oh yeah, but you know we're superior. They say never gives up the dead. You know what I'm talking about. Say that you again? don't know that one. No, uh -uh. Edmund Fitzgerald. That oh, song. Oh yes, yes. Okay. I know that one. They have a museum up there. I gotta go see that. Where That's is that so cool. one in Sault Ste. Marie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you guys would be real close to that, and mm -hmm. that's I still I believe that is still the busiest lock system by tonnage in the world. Well, if, you, if anybody wants to see some cool lock systems or the cool thing, there's the Great American Loop. YouTube channel out there yeah. that actually has a just a highlight of the loop and it shows you all those different kinds of locks they go through. Yeah, yeah, They got yeah. one that takes you up like a train and throws you over in the other side. Really? Got, yes, it's just tote. I can't uh, wait. I can't so, wait. Because a lot, of, most of those locks, I'm assuming, were built, you know, a hundred years ago, if not more. It, like, Some yeah, of them. and a lot of them were built during... You know, the depression. The depression. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh -huh, oh, so. that's interesting. It's so cool. It's way cool. Wow. Yeah. So see how you could go down to... Uh, go down yeah, to there's different Orleans. offshoots. That's, that's in Mississippi, but they say that it's so crowded with commercial... Oh, all the barges yeah, and Yeah, barges everything. and all that stuff it, that it will actually not be good. And then this is the way you come down. And go okay, to okay. I can see right that. But right here is... Alabama only has about this much good beach... <laughs> that's all they have. That's orange two beach. inches. It's called or, oh, orange okay, beach. That's, yeah. it's orange beach. 
and it's absolutely gorgeous there. It's oh, really I'll pretty. bet. Yeah. I'll bet. So I just can't wait to do this. And then they got this place called Floribama that's right down there. It's cool. on the Florida-Alabama line. Okay. It's a really nice bar. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so, it's, yes, you got to go there. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, this is... So this is the America's Great Loop Cruising Routes. Mm -hmm. And this Correct. is the chart. Oh, yep. this is great. This will be something you frame when you're finished with it. Yes, I'm it is, because sure. I'm, I'm labeling everywhere we've stopped. So as we go, I'm going to have it all oh, labeled. Oh, you already did Oriental. Yeah, that's today. We're here. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I got caught up today. So. Oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I mean, say, even though... You're on a motor vessel. I'm on a sailing vessel. I have my charts. You know, obviously, when I went around mm -hmm. the world, I get, mm -hmm. it takes two charts to show you, but I've got all the every single day's marked See, off. See, that's how that. you do it. Isn't that called the captain something log? Uh, yeah. So I have what, what you would call a ship's log. That's ship's the type log. that okay. I use. And it's really uh, kind of tedious and overdone. I mean, you're labeling every little thing. I only do it every six hours when I'm out at sea. Um, but <laughs> if you were trying to get, you know, when I was in England sailing over there mm -hmm. where the tides are ripping and the fog can come in and then you're lost, you're, you're filling in that log almost like every hour just to make sure because you might lose all your electronics. You never know. Like Chris, my husband, he... Heck of a guy, by the way. It neither. He's the what best. What a catch. He's the, <laughs> yeah, he did catch me, didn't he? <laughs> How did you guys meet? Um... If you want, you don't I have was, to get I was in Fort Walton Beach. Okay. My dad had a sporting goods store in Fort Walton Beach. Yeah. And Chris was in the uh, in the military. Yeah. And he was on a flag football team or something, and he was buying jerseys. So he bought it from my dad's store. And he came in to pick them up. And, yeah, that was it. That's was he, like, post-workout all sweaty and Oh, he was, he was like uh, a... <laughs> He did a lot of, uh, what do you call it, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of stuff. He did bodybuilding. Body, oh, really? Yes, he was like big old V-check. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> He's going to hear it anyway. It's a podcast. You can cut that part out. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I'll try my best. Uh, so but he, it was, He'll love yeah, it. He was so big that I wouldn't even go out with him without my girlfriend with me. Oh, really? Because I was scared of him. Yeah. Well, now he's just, he's, he's one of the nicest people. I mean, he is a great guy. I taught him well. Been We've been so. married 40 years, <laughs> you know? So, congratulations. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a, an achievement. That's as a big achievement. Yes, big it is. Big as the Great Loop, yeah. if not bigger, actually. Well, it's cool. Now, what I want to do next is I want to find somebody on the other side of the United States mm -hmm. to swap boats with me. And I want to do Oregon and all that over there, California, Oregon. Oh, all, that. all the way up to like Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they could come over here and do my stuff with my boat and I'll do their boat. Well, but not I to, heard it's been done before. It's it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on that mm -hmm. coast. I don't I haven't done any of it myself, uh -huh. but I just know that I don't know if they have quite the intercoastal sort of system. Like, you kind of have to do little hops. You don't have to go away from the coast. Right. I'm thinking you're not going to get away from that coast over there very much. No. Uh -uh. No. But I'd still want to do it because yeah, I've, yeah. I've never oh, seen it. Oh, I don't want to jump on your dreams. I've never seen it. Well, and it's I'm a very southern stuff. girl, and I was born and raised down here. That's yeah. it. Do you, you consider know? this this part of the country part of the low country? Because that's what we call it in South Carolina. South Carolina is low country, right? super but I didn't low. know what that was. Did I tell you that? No, huh? We got invited to a low country bull 
or something like that. Oh. I said, well, what's that? Well, it's we call it in you know Fort Walton Beach. We call it a crab bowl or a shrimp bowl. Yeah, they call it a low country bowl. Oh right, you see right, what I mean. Right, so yeah. I, I had no clue what it was. They laughed at us. They thought we were funny. <laughs> was but it like the blue crabs and all that sort of we stuff? We don't do no. We just did shrimp and oysters, oysters, and shrimp. They got a lot of that stuff down. Yeah, there. Yeah, all the cool sure. stuff. There's some fish in there. We make oh, it's so good. We call it a, yeah. a clam bake up in like New England and all Ooh, that. Oh, see, I'll, I can't wait to see all that. Oh, you'll you'll love it. It's yeah. You guys go. We're you, not gonna go all the way up there. We're not gonna, gonna go all go the way up. York. Well, you'll get you'll get some of that there for well, sure. Well, we can go up this way. I think yeah. that this is another. It depends on how tall your boat is. There's one of these we can't go on because we're too tall. Oh yeah. yeah. So what? What is your air draft, as I've heard it's been called? 17. Oh, okay. Four, 17 something, something like that. Yeah. So, and there's one bridge that's in Canada that's 14. So there's no way and we can get it. under yeah, that. Right. No. But Chicago is the other one you got to worry about. It's got a low bridge. But I think it's like 19. Is that one right in the city then? Yes. You can go right downtown Chicago. Down oh, the on water. that river where yes. they, they dye it green. They dye it and green, they yes. put the little yes. ducks in there yep. and all that sort yep. of stuff. Yep. I can't wait. Your, your excitement is uh, infectious. It's, it really oh, is. you just wait. You just, you know, it's all what you make it. Absolutely. Know? And I know somebody has already turned around and went back home. They couldn't handle it. Well, it's it not was, for everybody. Obviously. It was too scary for them. I, I said, "How's it scary? You're not going to drown. You just swim over to shore. It's in the ICW. You know, you're not going <laughs> to die. You know." And but they just, just don't do that in the Florida section. There's alligators down there. Well, there. It, I asked the other day. I said, "Google, is there alligators up in North Carolina?" Oh yes. <laughs> so they're still here. Yes, my little sister used to go alligator hunting. She got a tags for them and stuff. She lived. Oh in really? Mm-hmm. Well, they're everywhere down there. Oh yeah. You ever? Did you guys drive across Alligator Alley? I've all my life. I've seen I've, it. I've never seen alligators that big. All of them sitting on the side of the road, outside of the fence they have. Uh huh. Well, smokes. there's another place down there too, and I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's a national park. It's uh, Everglades oh, National the Everglades. Park. Oh, Everglades. Yeah, yeah. And you walk around there. It's a big horseshoe. You walk around, and you start walking through there, and they're just laying on the side of the roads right beside you. They yeah. don't even care. I said, wow. Until they get hungry. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny, funny story. What? We were, I, I think we were in West Palm Beach looking for work on boats a long time ago. Uh, myself, my brother, and a friend of ours. And we finally went to one of the gator farms, like where they have, you know, they take you on one of the boats and mm-hmm. they show you the feeding and stuff. And the guy, captain, who comes on and gets us onto this fan boat, if that's what they're called. He's like, hey, everybody. And he puts his arm up and he only has a nub. I'm telling you, it's going to be like Captain Hook. It's, it's got <laughs> duct tape on it. No way. What he a redneck. The That's a guy. redneck. So nice. Guy. Oh, my gosh. Like my buddy, Mike, he kind of looks at me. He's just like, are you kidding me? And really? we're doing this. And but they, <laughs> they actually have rides that you can actually get on the airboats. And they'll take you all the way through the swamp down there. We, and yeah, take you out we to Miami. did little, like, little things because it was kind of a big group place or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, that's a fantastic way to get around those Isn't swamps. Holy yeah, cow. my brother-in-law had one. Oh, really? Yes, and he took us woo, through there up on the sides of, you know, because it'll go up on the shore a little bit. Yeah, it's just and flat it, bottom. Yeah, and we went over there. It was beautiful back there where he took us. It was oh, really I'm pretty. Sure. He, but that was in Punta Gorda. Punta Gorda. Punta Gorda. What part is that? It's so it's, nice um, having this this chart it's right on here. The Gulf side, 
right here. Oh, okay. So, matter of fact, that's where the hurricane. Fort Myers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were there when Ian came through. Really? And our boat wasn't five months old. Oh, I think when I first came out yesterday to have a drink with you guys, uh-huh. you were just finishing stories about that. Ooh. That was very scary. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a Cat 4, and it was turning into a Cat 5, and that's when I lost my cookies. I said, there's no way. <laughs> we are not going to survive a Cat 5. There's no way. Yeah. You know, I, I'm from Florida. I know better. That's like and you so, leave the boat. You get yeah, out of there. I said, we got to secure it the best we can and just hope for the best. And I called my little niece, and I said, please go get us. And she because we don't have a car. Right, right. And she came and got us, and they just happened to have a brand new Cat 5 house they just built. Oh, okay. So you didn't even have to board up the windows or anything. You could just watch everything happen out there. Oh, my god! It was really cool. But, that would be cool, but it's also yeah. kind of scary. I was a little scared uh, last night with the thunder. Oh, yeah. Thunderstorms. Well, you've or got was that, that big that old thing that's it's like a weather vane up there. It says, come know, get me, I come know. get me. Strike yeah. me, strike me. And, yeah. you know, where I'm sleeping, basically, is right under where that mast is. So it's <laughs> Have like, you seen oh, that? Geez. Where the guy turns all yeah. it is is his bones showing. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, What? where was the boat when, uh, when you had to secure it and get it ready? We were in Lashley Park. Which is a city park uh-huh. in Punta Gorda. On a dock or at anchor? We were on the dock. Okay. It was a fixed dock. And we were there, bow in, no, stern in. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were stern in. And all the boats that were out on the hook, yeah, they came in and they gave them peripheral treatment. They got, let them have more of the slips. Yeah. And then there was other people trying to get in, too. And uh, they were good. And then we just, we put those, have you ever seen those things that you make? It's a piece of wood and you put fenders in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we hooked that, call, yeah, yeah, we hooked that to the boat and then that scrubbed up against the pilings. Right. But when we were done, it was four inches deep. It, oh, it scratched really? off four inches of the piling. Yeah. Ooh-wee. And it was all over our whole boat. It was just shavings all over the boat. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh, I'll But bet. it saved our boat. Yeah, was there any damage, really? A little scratch. And that's it? That was it. Holy But smokes. he had three different ties, because you don't know how, t- how much tide surge is going to happen. You don't know. Right, right. And so we tied it up three different levels, and the very first part of the hurricane, it sucked all the water out of the whole place. So we were sitting in mud. So let me ask you, with, with that happening, and you've got these different ties, isn't there like the ones that are tied for up high... If you lose all that water, aren't they going to put a strain on no, everything? No, we have them really looped. Oh, okay. We had okay. them where they had a big sag in them. Yeah. So we, the, and the other ones are just going to have to break, I guess. Right, 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 You know, right. but those very last ones, if it, if it went over the piling, we're done. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 That's right. it. But it, we had them looped where they were still, they didn't support anything until it needed to be. Okay, okay. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I sailed up from Maine or from South Carolina to Maine last year, uh-huh. uh, I went offshore and then within probably five, five to seven days, a huge nor'easter was uh-huh. coming and forming down here. Uh-huh. And I ended up pulling into Ocean City, Maryland. Oh. For I was stuck there for eight days because the inlet was impassable. I got in just before this thing started, it blew for. I think five days, about 45 knots steady. And they put me, I got into this marina that's all sport fishers, and there's me, little sparrow, pulling in, and they're Aww. like, sure, come on, tie up. 
it was empty. It was off season. It was early May, and uh, I had to just tie off a tie off eight lines to the pylons. There wasn't any tide to speak of, really. But I broke with being with that wind pushing me away from the dock and that constant strain. I ended up breaking two of the one inch dock lines, uh-huh. sawing through the pilings. Like when I left, I was like, oh, I hope they're not going to charge me for that. Now There's it's not, just you know, and it it's is. just a piling. Yeah. But yeah. I was pretty impressed with what happens with multiple days of heavy wind like that, mm-hmm. just constantly pushing, constantly pushing. I mean, the wear and tear, if you're not there to check it, I'm sure all of them would have eventually just well, the, broken. Yeah, there was a, a guy two boats over from us that stayed on his boat the whole time. Now that's he had a big crazy. Hatteras, and he clocked the winds at 155 mile an hour. The gust, holy no, cow. Oh, sustained winds, wow. 155, and it was it was a Cat Five. They just didn't call it a Cat Five because I don't know. Oh, let me tell you something you don't know. <laughs> How do you know when it's going to be really bad? Uh, I'm watching the barometer drop. That usually tells me it's, it's, okay. it, it depends on cer- how fast if and a, how much. If a certain person shows up, would that tell you it's going to be really bad? Do you know who Jim Cantori is? No, I do not. Do tell. He's the weatherman on the Weather Channel. Oh, you don't remember him? No. He does huh? all the cool stuff, you know, like, oh, watch me. And he's got all the wind going and stuff. Well, he was at my at Lashley Park. Oh, he was right there. I said, oh, holy Toledo. <laughs> uh, we got to uh, get out of here. <laughs> oh, Jim Cantori's here. We got to go. <laughs> oh, my god. I gosh. said, oh. But, yeah, he's he's the one. He got hit in the head with a piece of wood and all kinds of stuff. Was oh, funny. really? Yeah, it was oh, good. Geez. But he, yeah. So he knew where it was fixed to come in back. That would be a good back. indicator then. You're yeah, like, Jim Cantori. Because that's where, you know, they're looking for the, the worst hit parts. Yes, the and they'll disaster. be there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, that would have been. I can't believe that other guy would stay on the boat. That's just uncomfortable, too. I mean, the boat's no, going to start said, rocking and rolling. Yeah, he said and, he thought he was going to die. He really thought he was going to die. And aye, I thought, aye. you know, we have a – that marina – got blown away during hurricane charlie yeah okay and then they rebuilt all that and it's all cat so five rebuilt new, right and it's up way up so there is a captain's quarters up there where you can go sit and watch tv and stuff like that uh-huh. if you're in the slip yeah, yeah and so and wash clothes and do all that stuff is up there well he could have went up there and and set it out and it survived totally fine right yeah i was gonna stay there until i it turned into a cat five, and I'm not staying there. Like, I'm not gonna me. do it. Yeah, no. I, I've been through a couple like category one hurricanes down in the islands, mm-hmm. and they weren't bad by any means. But it's it's uncomfortable. It's wet. You lose power. I don't know. It's not. I. It's not something that I enjoy. I know when I first got down there, I was like, I wonder what it'd be like. And we'd have new sailing instructors come in, mm-hmm. and they're all like, I hope we get a hurricane. I, I've never been through one, but, and I'm like, you're wrong there's Trust something me. wrong with you there's something wrong with it's you. youth it's the truck is that kids, what it is? they're like well, 20 years old they're like you know, never seen still, it still i love hurricanes i just like the the I don't know. i just love it and i like that and i like uh tornadoes and stuff i'm just really that kind of person yeah oh and gosh. uh how many yeah. tornadoes have you been through uh, well we've only seen a couple in texas 
you know, we came from Texas. Yeah. And a couple in Texas, and where we were, where we lived, out back, they had an old uh, hurricane shelter down in there. So we went in there twice. Oh, okay. So at least you, you've got like a safety place yeah, to if go. You call it that. Oh, it's scary. Well, but I, you could see the actual tornado. Oh, and then we got caught in one. I um, remember. Oof. It went right through Denton, and it completely uh, demolished my car. It was gone. Like gone, and gone. It was totaled, oh, completely geez. totaled. His truck, he came and got me after that happened. And then we got caught into a, another one because it was a hurricane inside of a cloud where you can't see it, rain-wrapped. Oh, okay. And you can't see them, but they're there. And oh, you mean a tornado? Yeah. yeah and okay. so we got, we were running from it, and we ran into Denton, which is a um, uh, college town, mm-hmm. and there was all these college dorms right there. Yeah. And I saw the door open up there, and this little kid does like this. And I said, what? And, come here, come here. And we got out and ran in his house. He's just like, come on, we yeah. all got to go. Get uh-huh. underground, uh-huh. underground. I said, I'm going to buy you a hot dog at Sam's Club next time you come around. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're, you're so sweet to, you know, think about us it's like that. It's that Southern hospitality right I, there. I'm telling Again. you, they know what to do. Uh, I mean, that is so sweet. Well, and I mean, I, I suppose, yeah, if you build a house or have a house in Tornado Alley or anywhere near there that gets those, you just have to have that seller, right? I would think so, yes. Yeah, and then, yes. then at least you've got your go-to. At least you got something, something. to, yeah. Yeah, I, you've seen them smush, but they mainly look for trailer parks. You hadn't noticed that? Well, yeah, those yeah, just, just some really reason, like trailer parks. Some of that footage when you see these towns yeah. or the trailer parks at the aftermath, mm-hmm. and it's in this like long, skinny row where it's yeah. just you can see where it yeah. actually hit. Because that's kind of the odd thing. I, I'd say it'd be the difference between a tornado and a hurricane. A hurricane can just decimate a whole area. Yes. But tornadoes leave this path of destruction. And they don't tell you when they're going to come down and get you either. No, they don't. And, no. a, and a hurricane, they go, oh, five, five days from now, we're going to have a Category 3 hurricane. Yeah, you know? yeah. But tornado, tornado Woo, bam, like, there it is. They, yeah. they start reporting basically as the cells form. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we're expecting, we're expecting. And, but that's and it. That's boom. the day. Yeah, That's yeah. the same day. But. My husband, Chris, he's FEMA. Did I tell you that? Oh, is he? No. Yeah, wow. he just he's retired FEMA. And he would go to, like, Moore, Oklahoma, where the big tornado hit. He would go there, secure a place to set up a, all the computers and stuff to help everybody. Oh, okay, he would, yeah. He would be the one to secure all that stuff and then make sure all the IT stuff got done. Yeah, yeah. In there. And then, yeah. And he... He oh, did a lot of him. that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That was way cool. Yeah. Jeez, I, I could know. imagine that. That because that's, but you need really good people that are able to jump on that stuff immediately. And they yes, you never know when disasters the, mm-hmm, gonna strike. That's right. And they could do that, like the floods that were in uh, uh, Louisiana. He was oh, down there Katrina. and all that. Yeah. Oh, he was. No, not Katrina. He was after Katrina. Oh, okay. But there was some flooding down there and. He was down there for about four months. Oh, really? Because, yeah. Wow. And you talk about super nice people down there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I I think there is an underlying sort of human trait that when people are in distress, Mm -hmm. people want to help. Yes. And the more distress there is and the more people in distress there are, I think the more collective, you know, sort of the herd, so to speak. And nothing tells you more than 9-11 when it happened. 
and I know you're young, but when oh, 911 yeah. hit, everybody came together and everybody took care of each other. Yeah. And it was just that's what it is. I think it's yeah. just it's human. I think there we are you, good. There and I think, you know, not to get mystical, but I think there is a unseen connection mentally between everybody. Oh, and you know they call that something. I don't they know do, what it's they called. do. But and and it may not be something where I can say you know guess the number between one and ten. But like if if I'm feeling really awful and I'm in real bad distress, I don't think I have to tell people and they can just say, "What's wrong?" You mm-hmm. know. And when you take something like you know nine eleven, where so many people were impacted by that, mm-hmm. there was some. Some little documentary that I read where they have like these sensors or something all over the planet, and when huge disasters happen, it it they go off the needle, and there's something to do with like a Geiger counter or something. Yeah, but it it's tuned into like people's brain frequency. I don't know. Uh, I'm I don't a know little, about that. Kind of like flat Earth. Yeah, <laughs> you don't I fall mean, off while you're sailing, did you? No. Okay. Uh, oh, I just wonder. But <laughs> I did. I had people ask me that a lot when really? I when I got back. They're like, "So, did you sail around the world or around the disc?" And I'm like, "Listen, I there's times where I can see boats on my little radar AIS, and they're mm-hmm. like 12, 15 miles away, and I go up on deck and I can't see them." But if I climb up my mast, all of a sudden I can see them. That proves to me turn. they're o- well, they're over the the curve. But yes. I have to get up forty feet before I can actually mm-hmm. see them. They call it the dipping distance, I believe. So the Earth is round. Wait, uh, are you a flat earther? No, I'm oh, not. Okay, no. you were looking at me a little bit. And I was no, like, but I, I saw I one in Denton you? once. He had a big sign out front. And he said he was a flat earther. And, yeah, and uh, I just laughed at my son. Is a big nerd kind of guy, and he's all into all this scientific stuff and all this, and and he gets all upset about them thinking it's flat, you know. It well, it seems to make people mad, um, and I don't really know why, because I figure you know if if you want to believe something like that and you're not hurting anybody else and you're not like, well, trying to turn everybody into to flat earthers. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine, whatever. Or what, you know, whatever you want to believe exactly. and go for it. You different know, that's your right. for different folks. That's your right. Yep. But, but what makes you think you can look at the moon and you can look at Saturn, you can look at all these other planets, <laughs> yeah. and what, what are they? Exactly. They're round. Well, did you know there's a theory that the moon is hollow? Okay, well, maybe, yeah. that's, maybe it's full of water or something. Look into that. Oh, no, it's supposed to be hollow, and essentially it's a spaceship that uh, is populated by or was populated by the race, the alien race that seeded the Earth, and it's just an observation place. Look into it on YouTube one night when you feel like going down a, a rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Oh, my God, that's really... Hollow Earth. Yeah, yeah. Hollow moon or hollow moon yeah. yeah yeah the hollow earth that's obvious everybody knows that's no it can't be because you got all the different layers and all the maybe yeah. there's there but there is people that said falling in big old sinkholes that just... <laughs> oh yeah and they no, never right. come back well there there was some old story not to like keep going on this weird tangent but um <laughs> back in like world war ii or maybe somewhere around there some pilots were down in antarctica and they found the hole which is the entrance to and they flew into the center of the earth. Oh, so they had, and there was, was a like, wormhole. It, well, it's essentially ah. yeah, I guess something because it was like green and there's lots of trees and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Look into it. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, that sounds uh, really uh, odd. Well, it could have been. Well, I don't know. No, 
Because wasn't it the shift of the earth that made the, the polar, polar shift? Yeah, yeah, that's honestly out of all the disaster things like that could befall the earth. That's the one that seems so scary because you know they can map out through through the geologic uh, uh-huh. record and the magnetism and all stuff. Uh-huh. They can kind of tell when it's happened before. And it's not a pretty picture when it happens. Right. You're right. Day after tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. (laughs) The instant ice age. Yes. I'll take a little temperature rise rather than another ice age. That's true. Another ice age, just wipe it all out. I couldn't even imagine. Well, and I don't know if that's just a, I don't know. Because it got rid of the dinosaurs and all that stuff. It got rid of a lot of stuff. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It's a wild world we live in. God just went like this and tipped it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Bing. Well, you know, but hey, that's that that's a perfect lesson for why you should you should carry out and do adventures and do the things you want and enjoy the life while you have it. And, you know, we had some friends of ours that were going to go do the loop with us. Mm -hmm. Well, there's two of them, two sets. But this one, they bought their boat and everything. It was last year and they were ready to go. Bam. Stage four pancreatic cancer. He's done. He can't go. He's not dead yet, but he is. um He's can't do it. I mean, well, why wait? Why wait to do something that you could do now? Yeah. And like at, at your age where you're still working and stuff, uh, why not find a way to make some money to do it? Yeah. To do yeah, what yeah. you're doing. There's plenty of different kinds of jobs and stuff out there that you can do. And, you know, like the RVers do it too. I mean, they find something they can do on the road or in the water. Well, yeah. and, and it's also the lifestyle you're looking for, because I know there's a lot of people that have a lot of things that they don't actually use, but they cost them a lot of money. And it's sort of like, do you really need all that yeah. stuff? Sometimes you can just slim that down, and mm-hmm. then that allows you to do so much stuff, right? which is actually going to make you so much happier. And you know what that's called? Live like no other so you can live like no other. Let me think about that. Think about one. Like no other, so you can live, live like no life. other. I mean, yeah. you don't have to have a brand new car every year. You don't oh, have to have all this stuff. Oh, keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, That's, you, okay, don't, yeah. you don't have to have all this stuff. You don't have to have the big giant house. Nope. Take that money and put it to where it's making you some money so you could go do, so you could live like no other. Those are some okay. wise words. I, I'll tell you what, words. I think we're going to end on that note. Okay. We've already been talking for... 40 minutes. Well, it don't seem that long. I know. It never does. <laughs> There's been times uh, where I get to over two hours, <gasps> okay. and I'll be like, yeah, we're past the two-hour mark, and they're like, no way. Aw. But thank you so much for coming on uh-huh. the show. This was really fun. You know, It's I, really fun. I love bouncing around all sorts of weird ideas and everything, mm-hmm. but it's always nice to, to sit and talk with like-minded people, and, mm-hmm. and I, I wish you nothing but luck on the adventure. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. And if you ever want to call us or if you want to see what we're doing, just let me know. Oh, I will. Well, and yeah, do you want to just plug the uh, YouTube channel and stuff? Oh, it, we don't. I'll put it in the description as yeah, well. Okay. Uh, we don't do it anymore, okay? It's been two years. But uh, we do have a lot of influencers out there that could help him with his channel, too. Okay. So I really want it's um, Runaway with the Clarks is the name of the channel and our um friends are you me and the rv or today is someday they are really good people that that have their own youtube channels and then we've got our instagram and stuff everything is run away with the clarks run away with the clarks mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Well, hopefully check it out and you'll see some of the energy through the camera, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you will because you'll see one time we <laughs> we parked on a beach we thought we were going to boondock and all of a sudden he wakes me up. It's like six o'clock in the morning and the sun's just coming up and the water is underneath our wheels. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got it on film. Holy I smokes, do. that's a little and scary. And he says, don't scream, just come outside with the camera. <laughs> I said, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you'll see it. Then I had a lot of people that said, we don't like you anymore. My wife won't boondock anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, you're just showing the truth of the experience mm -hmm. out there. Well, let's go out there and hang out with all those people out there. Yeah, I think it's about cocktail time. It is. Thank you, Donna. All righty, bye.